baseball. This is the So Baseball podcast for Monday, November 1st. We are joined by Sasha to talk about the World Series and Apple's new laptop line. And then Kevin joins to talk more baseball. So please enjoy the show. It's so baseball. I will say, straight off the bat, I wasn't able to watch much of the game last night because, you know, Halloween. Yeah, you've got the kids, they're Halloween age, so you're going to be, at best, dipping in and out. Yes. But, you know... uh, but the good, news to... is, the good news is we have 26 mini bars of Twix in the house now. Ooh, yeah. I was eating some Halloween candy down at my dad's this weekend. Yeah. Um, they went to a Halloween party and brought a couple of milk duds home. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of got in the Halloween spirit just by eating the candy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what did, the, what did the boys go dressed as? Well, the manic is in, in the in-between stage where he didn't wear a outfit because he's too old. Right. He's also too young to attend Halloween parties. So he didn't go as mm. anything. But he still joined us and definitely went in as a random evil person with a mask on. So. I did see that. That was a that was a good look for my, my guide deck. Yes. So um well cool. Yeah, we had a, a pretty chill night. I got back from San Diego. Uh, played golf with my dad, had a big family dinner at the Brigantine in Point Loma. So that was a blast. Got to catch up with my dad. He's he's back yeah. from his trip. So, um, yeah, great weekend. Um, watched Friday and Saturday's games on my dad's couch, just loving life with the giant TV and a yeah. bottle <laughs> of Jameson. Um, and then last night watched the game here while playing in a Rocket League match, which I won. So I was a bit distracted myself. When I, when I uh, actually managed to tune into the game, it was already four to two. So I was like, what the hell? I know, yeah. It was like, a, it was, uh, I mean, the, the game um, was on, on Sunday was like, well, sorry, on uh, Saturday was pretty boring until the seventh inning. Um, but yesterday's game, yeah, same way. Yeah. Like, Whoa, look at all the scoring. <laughs> the Astros finally figured it out. I mean, granted, the Braves were not pitching any of their like starters, but yeah, the Astros got their bats going. They were after the first inning grand slam by the Braves, the Astros answered back in the top of the second, added two more in the top of the third to tie the game. So it was kind of a back and forth battle. There were some actual lead changes in this game. And then the Astros sort of pulled away with three in the fifth uh, and then a run in a seventh and eighth. So, um, yeah, the Astros punched back. And now we go back to Houston for game six and seven tomorrow night. So uh, you got it's one of these things where, yeah, Houston has to win two, but they've got all the momentum now. And they, well, I won't say all the momentum. They've got some of the momentum back, and they're going to be at home for the last two games. Yeah, and, you know, they, I did definitely notice, like, watching the highlights, that, you know, they're, they're, they're doing things that they did in, in, the, in the ALCS. I mean, they're just getting guys on. Like, getting guys mm-hmm. on with no outs is so important. I mean, you see that difference, right? That fifth inning, it just, like, it made such a, a, a yeah. huge difference, right? It just, like there's so much more opportunity to try yeah. to put that into, into a score. It was it really. I'm getting Bregman going 
is yeah. just so important for them. Yeah, um, totally. like he get him getting a hit. I think was important, but yeah, know, the inning was a freaking disaster for for the Braves. It's just not not great. So I guess you could say the um, the Braves are kind of in a similar situation that the Red Sox were. Um, not exactly now because because Houston was ahead three two. The, but Boston did jump out to a lead of two games to one. Right. And then um, that's right. Houston took two in in Boston and then finished it off at home. So that's a little different. Uh, this yeah. time Houston are still behind. But they've yeah. got the momentum in having won the last game. Yeah, they they do. But I think that the big difference is is that is the the Braves are still hitting. Yep. I mean, so that that is the big difference. Like their their offense is not disappearing; they're still contributing. Right. Whereas the Red Sox have just completely went missing in those last three games. Yeah, exactly. So for the Red Sox, it was both pitching and hitting, and just like they just could not like you know keep the the score reasonable. And, you know, obviously, if you don't produce runs, you don't win. And I think last night, night's game, it could have gone either way. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? If it wasn't for that fifth inning, um, you know, Atlanta could have won the game. So For sure. Yeah. So, and, and they were really close. I mean, uh, I get really frustrated when you, you walk in a run. It just seems to me. And I, so I do want to touch upon that. I think walking Bregman was, a, was not a good decision. They, they should have they should have let him hit maybe yeah i think they put too much pressure you could just tell the picture was yeah understood why they did it he didn't seem to be really happy about that because all of a sudden it just you know he wasn't hitting well yeah. so why do it right you're just putting so much more pressure on the pitcher to try and do it because now a walk um you know brings in a run i, I think that that was definitely the wrong call i i, I understood it but i was like yeah no, this doesn't feel right it's just yeah. i think this is not this is you're just adding more pressure to your entire team. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where if it works out, you say that was the right move. And if it, you know, ends up backfiring at all, you're like, uh, yeah, wouldn't do that again. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not criticizing the decision because I'm only looking in on insight, but it, it, it just, that was, that was a mistake. Right. You can criticize the decision. Yeah. I mean, I I'm gonna Sorry. you know what I mean? But like you just said, it just like, I understood how they did it. But at that point, it was still only one. It, there was already two outs, right? So there was no real reason to, to do it, right? Because you're like, okay, I guess because you, you want it now in every position. But again, right. I don't think it was worth it. So yeah, that was probably a mistake. So um, we have to stop the program right now for a, a quick um, public service announcement. That's so baseball. We are brought to you this week, as always, by WineInsiders.com. We invite you to use the promo code SOBASEBALL with your first order, in which you will receive 40% off, which is a damn good discount, if I say so myself. I ordered six bottles last week, and um, the first one I tried was a 2020 Duck Point Sauvignon Blanc, which is highly rated on their site uh, and goes for a modest $17.99. I think I got uh, a discount on top of that with my promo code. And let's just say I finished it off in one night. So, uh, you know, if you want to, it's a, it's some sort of award winner. It's got a little sticker on it. So if you're into the whites, this is a nice minerally dry white 
for you to enjoy. And they have a ton of other ones on there. Reds, whites, whatever your, whatever your thing is. So check out WineInsiders.com. Thank you. So baseball. Wow. So baseball. Um, any other news on your end? Any other news on my end? No. Um, I don't have a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> you said the kids. You said the kids had uh, games this weekend. They did have games this weekend. What uh, sport were they playing? So they were playing soccer. Okay. And uh, this was a, a tournament that um, was put on and depending on which parent you talk to, there were either 400 teams or 850 teams. Jesus. Um, so my older son, who's on a, a really good team, um, they are actually, they actually played premier teams and he is gold. So I didn't know this. I thought the team didn't do well. Mm. It did well. They lost both of those games against premier teams but apparently this was an audition for the team to move up to premiere next year. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I, I did the, the other teams were not happy because mm. the other team in this round, they lost uh, to these two teams, like zero five, zero six or some ridiculous amount. And we held them to zero one. And I think one game. Nice. Yeah. So the, the kids did really well. I do remember some of my, my coach, some of the, the performances that my coach was, the most pleased with in my high school soccer days were yeah. like a hard fought draw or a yep. one nil loss. He's like, that's a much bigger school than us. Those guys are huge. They're fast. And you guys dug in and drew that match against whoever, like, I can't even remember who it was, but like, it's not always about the, the final scores. Yeah. It's more about the performance, especially if, as you're saying, this is an audition of sorts. Yeah, totally. I mean, the, the coach from the second team was completely irate on the side. <laughs> he, was, he was so unhappy. That, yeah, because he's not getting the promotion. Yeah, exactly. He was he, he was just like, we're a premier team. These guys are gold. Like, yeah. Those goals, and they weren't. So he was nice. <laughs> Brilliant. I love to hear that. So turning back to baseball just for a second, I want to highlight a couple of uh, performances throughout the World Series that are giving me some grief. Um, Jordan Alvarez is hitting 063 in the World Series. Mm -hmm. um, we've got Dansby Swanson hitting 188. Now, he was the hero the other night, so we'll give him a pass. Jock Peterson with the Pearls is hitting .091 in the World Series. So we've had some cold bats. Um, mm -hmm. We've got – I know that um, – you know, for our World Series picks, we had uh, Dave had Freddie Freeman. Yeah. Uh, he's hitting 278, had the big homer the other night. Freddie, I, I think if the Braves manage to win this and Freddie gets a few more RBIs and base knocks and defensive gems like we saw last night, Dave could be in for the Freddie Freeman MVP if it happens. Yeah. Correa had a big night, uh, three for five last night. Um, mm -hmm. So he's hitting 263 on the season. I picked Astros in six. So that can't happen mathematically. The Astros would have to play a seventh game. So Kevin has Kevin has Astros in seven with mm -hmm. um, Kyle Tucker as his MVP. So that could very well happen if the if the Astros come back and win these next two games yeah. and Kyle Tucker 
uh, has a good performance. Kevin could have uh, picked that bet. And yeah. uh, so you, you had Braves in seven or six. I had Braves in seven and I had uh, MVP as someone we've never heard of, which could still happen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like none of these players are actually are, are doing that great. So if one of these, these other guys has a great game in game six. Absolutely. <laughs> Right, because well, like the regular guys, like Rosario, could win it, and Freeman, like they they are playing well, but it's it's not a lot. Like they're not outstanding, no. right? So it, it really could be a player that you wouldn't expect who could win it. So it, it'll be interesting to see if that happens in Game Six. I mean, talk about somebody we've never heard of. My MVP of Game Four was Kyle Wright, uh, who came in and held off the Astros. The the Astros were looking amazing. Granke gave them uh, four shutout innings. And Wright came in and held, you know, held the Astros in check and gave some, some length to allow the, the Braves to only use their, like, A bullpen. I yeah. feel like Wright was my MVP of that game. Yeah. And uh, if he has another performance like that, either in relief or whatever, he, he could be your your kind of unknown guy to take the MVP. It's yeah. a long shot, I know, but it could happen. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. And, you know, I, I will also say that <clears throat> the next game, I mean, it really should be, and I really hope Atlanta does this. It's like, they should just, it's the all-stars of the team. It's like, whether you're a starter or not, like you should be considered as, as an option because they, they really need to win this game. You know what I mean? They have the chance. They were up 3-1. Now they're up mm -hmm. 3-2. They have two more chances to win. And this is where they need to kind of lift a page from the Red Sox playbook. It's just like, you need your best players out there. Yeah. And they should take as many risks as possible because you don't have to worry about dead arms. You don't have to worry about anything else. Yeah. It's like they really need to look at all of their pitchers, including their starting pitchers, and like, who, who can we put in there? Who's going to actually give us innings? Because Absolutely. they have the potential to to get pitchers in there who are just really going to keep Houston from getting on base. And they, they really need to take a look at it. So yeah. it'll be really interesting to see how they handle this, right? They should definitely try to, I mean, they already have their starting pitcher, but I, I think it, it, it really has to be a different strategy. And Yeah, no, you're right. you got to pitch to the situation, not to your plan. Yeah. Um, they've got Max Fried lined up for game six tomorrow night. And then if necessary, Ian Anderson in game seven. So they have two top, top starters going in games six and seven. So that's not going to be an issue. And you have a day off today. So if you need to use uh, Matzik for 1.1 or two innings, or, you know, you're going to use Luke Jackson for an inning and a half or yeah. whatever, like you're, you can use your, go-to guys and lean on them for these last two games. Exactly. So I think that, you know, the bullpens for both of these teams have been reliable for the most part. I know the Braves were stretched thin by doing a second bullpen game in a row last night. But other than that, I think the Braves pitching is an advantage. And, uh, and we'll see who Houston uh, trots out there. I know we're going to, we're going to get, um, who did they use? Um, the, did they use – when was the last time – okay, so they used Framber for only 2.2 .2 last night. 
He looked like crap. He could come in in relief in game seven, I suppose. Um, but otherwise, you know, he's done for the year. And Urquidy pitched in relief last night as well, uh-huh. taking the win. So Urquidy's not a candidate to start a match. Who are we thinking? I, I don't see this on the site, but who are we thinking is going to start for Houston in these two upcoming games? Yeah, I don't know. Let me pull this up. So, um, I mean, it's not going to be Granky. No, as much as he would love that. I mean, yeah. so Framber went game one and game five. So um, he was he's pretty much done. And then Max Fried went game two for the Braves, and Arkady started for the Astros with Christian Javier in relief. And then game three, I think, was the Ian Anderson. For I mean, the... do, you, do you think they put Luis Garcia out there again? Oh, that's right. That's right. So he yeah. pitched on Friday, October 29th. Yeah. It will be – so he's their game seven guy, right? We'll have a rematch of Anderson versus Garcia in game seven. Right. I mean, don't you want a game seven just to see that? Uh, well, I mean, I want to be right, so no. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> if you remember, though, remember that 2019 World Series, which was the Nationals against the Astros, where the home team lost all seven games, and the Nationals celebrated yeah. the World Series in Houston on their field uh, after, you know, taking six and seven in Houston. So, uh, that's kind of wild. That, and that could happen again. If the Braves lose tomorrow night and then win on Wednesday, you could have a repeat Game seven loss in Houston. I mean, that would be just brutal for the fans out there. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. Well, I, I, I would love that in a sense that, you know, a lot of people don't like Houston for reasons we already know. So I think that losing in your ballpark really sucks. Right? Yeah. So I, I think that that, I think a lot of people would be pretty happy about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, a game seven would be great. I mean, However, I mean, a lot kind of weird is that they've, they've gone through periods where it's, it's, it's really not that exciting, right? So last night's game was great because there were a lot of lead changes. Like that was made for a lot, for a really compelling game. So as long as these games are like that, then absolutely. Yeah. Super fun to watch. You know, a lot of tension on there. So it's really great to see the faces on the pitchers who are just like so stressed out and like trying to like keep it cool. And just, there's a lot more visible yeah. uh, sighing and heavy breathing. <laughs> really I know, I know. Your guy Minter looked super stressed last night. Yeah. Um, and feel, you know, feel bad for him. He, uh, he had a bit of a stinker, but he's actually been good uh, generally in the, in the postseason. But yeah, he gave up the, the winning runs last night. So feel bad for Minter. He'll be back. He'll probably throw in game seven, I would think, if it goes that far. Um, changing, changing gears here. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a tech tech minute. Um, you said you ordered the new MacBook pro. Have you received it yet? I just got a notification that it will be at my house November 10th. Oh, Jesus. They're making you wait. I thought we could talk about it. (laughs) Well, we can talk about it a little bit because let's uh, talk about just the, um, so first off, if you did not order in the first few days, you're going to be waiting until middle of or till late December. 
right? So you ordered on day one and you're still not getting it. Did you get some custom configuration? Uh, a little bit. I got, um, I got one uh, terabyte of. Uh, okay. Yeah. So you boosted the storage a little bit up, but otherwise you went for the 14 inch uh, M1 what? Max or, or Pro. Six, 16. You went for the 16, but you got the Pro processor, not the Max processor. I did not get the Max processor. I, I don't envision ever having four displays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so baseball. Hey, Kevin's here. Kevin? Is this, yeah, is this laptop talk? We're, yeah. we're transitioning into a tech talk. Did you so, order one of the new MacBook Pros? Not yet, but... Uh, you got your eye on one. I think I will, yeah. Which one, if, if and when you do order, what are you going to get? Probably go Max. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, get the, you know, go for the, go for the big one. I'm curious about that chip, so... Um, yeah, they're, they're supposed to be amazing. I can't wait for my current computer to die, so I have an excuse to buy one. <laughs> you know, I can make that happen. Just invite me over to your house, and I'll just <laughs> really, like, run into you holding the laptop with just I, one finger. <laughs> I, I held out for ports. That was my... Yeah. You know, which is funny, because now they're selling them like they invented them just now. Even though I am using currently, as we speak, on this, I think it's 2015 or 16... 13 inch that was the last of the ports. Yeah. Somebody said like Apple will never apologize. They'll never apologize for taking away your ports, but they will give them back eventually if people complain enough. And they give it back and they make it sound like it's, it's like they (laughs) invented invented it. it. Yeah. 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 Look, look, it has ports. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I I would, I would blame Ivy for for that transition, that stupid bar and like going down to USB-C. Yeah. Yeah. I just, Since we have left the company, it hasn't all been about design. It, it's definitely been about what users want. A little more pragmatic, yeah. Because that's what they did with the iPhone 13. They make it. They made it a little bit bigger so they could put a put a bigger battery in there. They've yep. never. They haven't done that in freaking. I think almost like seven. Right. Years. So yeah, speaking of things that are supposed to arrive, my iPhone 13 Pro is Whoa. out for delivery. Nice. Wow. Are you so, getting it yeah. for directly from them or through? Uh, uh, yeah. Through, oh, okay. Or, but delivery, or is it the guy coming to set it up for you or just? No, I don't do that. Yeah. I, I did that last year because the, cause I wanted to get it on, you know, pay it the year before. And it said if it, if it shipped, it would have came like on January 3rd. But if I had the guy come out, he came out like on New Year's Eve or something. <laughs> you made this poor guy come to your house so you could have it two days earlier. He loved it. He, it was no, it's a it's, it's a service here in the Bay Area. I don't know if it's available everywhere. It's but, everywhere. No, it wasn't at that time. It was only here in Texas. Was it wasn't even LA? It wasn't even LA. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, shifting right. back to baseball now that we have Kevin. Yeah. What happened? Uh, Sasha and I pretty much. Uh, we went through the game uh, loosely, talked about, you know, Astros hanging around, punching back, staying in the game, getting their bats going. Bregman hitting out of the lower part of the order, finally getting getting some clutch hits. Did you have – I know you didn't see much of the game. You were trick-or-treating. I, no, no. Uh, I wasn't trick-or-treating. I was volunteering at the school parking lot fundraiser from the outside. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Was, Anybody throw some eggs or toilet paper at you? No, no. They gave extra money because they were thankful. Um, so yeah, the big takeaway is, you know, you can jump out to an early lead, right. In a game. Uh, but that just gives the, the other team has lots of time to come back. 
right? So, mm-hmm. so you've got all the fans and everyone going crazy, thinking, "Ah, oh, yeah, we're gonna celebrate tonight, winning the World Series." And meanwhile, the Astros are plugging away, and um, you know, and and taking it back in those first, you know, three or four innings with the combo wombo of grand slam, then two runs here, two runs there. And then Freddie Freeman says, give me that back and puts mm-hmm. everyone, like puts everyone going, but yeah, we're going to celebrate tonight. And then Astros just kept going and the Astros, I mean, the Braves never scored again. Um, and, and the Astros did, they scored, you know, multiple times. And so it's, you can't count out the Astros and, Hell no. Um, but did you guys talk about, cause I know Sasha, this was a, a, a you know, interest is how do the Braves start two relatively inexperienced players, pitchers, two games in a row? Like, what yeah. led? I, like, I know why. I don't understand that at all. Like again, it just like I, I kind of feel like it's like you got you have really good starting pitcher, and you also have fantastic relievers. I don't understand why they're putting guys with no experience out there. Yeah, Russ. I know. Obviously, we know Charlie Morton got hurt in Game yep. One, and they had to add. I think actually they added the guy who started last night. I think he right the ad. But then there was the Davidson. other guy, Dylan, right? Who's who was the day before? They, the Lee. two guys, the two guys combined have, I think, nine MLB games under their <laughs> belt. It's amazing. I mean, it it, it was it was. And because my whole thought was like, really, there's no one else in the organization. Well, you know who I thought was going to be elevated after um, was uh, who Oscar Enoa. I thought, Mm. um, you know, once Morton got injured, uh, they might add Wynoa to the to the World Series roster. But he must just be still injured. And they, they just have very little starting pitching depth. Yeah. in their organization at the major league level. I mean, you saw what they had to do this season to try and, you know, flesh out that roster. It, right. It's been like slim pickings, you know, why Noah p- punches a wall, uh, you know, it's been, um, it's been kind of bleak for the Braves the whole way. Right. So right. Uh, I just didn't, I just think they didn't have anybody. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Cause the guy who, started last night he i think earlier in the year he started like four or five games but then he was put on the 60 day uh injured mm. list and you know and everyone knows 60 day injured list means goodbye like your season's over right yeah, it yeah yeah it doesn't mean like oh you'll be back in 60 days it means uh we'll see yeah. you next spring and here he is put into a, a world series game you know it's it's absolutely uh mind-boggling you think about all the pitchers who are out there in the world right uh, older guys and everything and th- there they are so uh so yeah very uh that was very interesting and i don't know the full story behind that um obviously the morton thing really threw him for a loop because yeah they would have had morton pitching last night with the game you know this clinch game at home and if he spotted morton to to a grand slam right mm-hmm you just think that he would get them to the promise, yeah, get them to the fifth, sixth inning, yeah. and then that bullpen can take over and then and then take it from there. But um, but nope, we're well, going I mean, to so looking looking at in hindsight, yeah, right and not Lee because he was he was great 
You know what I mean? You right. Pitched, you pitched four point two innings, and it was only one earned run. Right. Yeah. No. It, it, exactly. And that's the thing is like, because and also you're coming on the heels of the game before were kind of the same thing. I mean, you had this young guy in there, very inexperienced, and he was out after – did he even fi- – he didn't finish the first inning on on uh, game four, I don't think. Um, nope. And uh, and everyone's like, oh, Jesus, here we go. But they only scored one run. And then the Braves, you know, came back dramatically. I mean, oh, my God, that game. I think we're going to see Kyle Wright again in relief in one of the next two games and hopefully yeah. – you know, if a starter gets in trouble, he's going to be the first man out to steady the ship. Um, right. But now they got their two starters, right? Yes. I we mean, talked Freed, about that as well. Oh, yeah. It's a Freed, a Freed and, and Anderson are yeah. for six and seven. And who's the Astros got going? Who, they... we, we think it's going to be um, uh, potentially on – if there's a game seven, it's going to be uh, who did we say, Sasha? Garcia is, is definitely Garcia, not. right? Luis Garcia in a game seven, and um, tonight they still haven't announced. They haven't announced tonight. Urquidy for, for t- tomorrow night. Yeah, sorry, tomorrow night. Urquidy, it's got to be Urquidy, right? He well, Urquidy pitched on Sunday. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh right, okay, yeah. There's somebody we're not thinking of. Um, let me bring up Roto. Let me bring up Roto Wire and see who they're projecting. Well, I mean, but so it could be Arquiti, right? Because Garcia he pitched the game after. Oh shit! So Roto Wire is saying Garcia is going to pitch tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that would make then, sense. Then they'd save Arquiti for the game seven. Right. And I think Framber is probably done. Right. I mean, he looked terrible. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be seen so again. yeah so max Fried's going to be on regular rest and garcia will be on short rest mm-hmm. tomorrow yeah. if they go with him and then like you said or for a game seven against right. Ian anderson yeah and you understand it'll be on uber rest because he didn't even give up a hit and pitch five innings so um yeah no it's i but you know what i I'm, i think it's a I, overall i think the world series has turned out quite nicely considering absolutely considering they're two teams that nobody really likes yeah um it's been a compelling season or series especially the last three games yeah have all been highly watchable exactly because the first two kind of you know here's one for them here's one for them you know kind of thing um game game four was was not great that was kind of boring until until the the sixth and seventh inning on like that, that, that I don't know man I was digging it I was on my dad's couch he and Nance had gone to a Halloween party I had a bottle of Jameson mm-hmm. uh, I, we had started the game a little late so I was fast forwarding the commercials mm-hmm. so it seemed I think that was my favorite game of the series so far actually really? it's just um, there's if you have the capacity to stay off Twitter and and silence yeah. your phone yeah. and you have a DVR start the game DVR the game you know, obviously record two, two, three hours after set your recording to record deep into the night in case of extra innings. But stop, started a half hour later and just zip through those commercials. It makes the game so much more compelling. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get a DVR for next season. Yeah, yeah no, it, it's I, I would do that when I watch games on MLB because you can you can let it lag a little mm-hmm. bit. But then if it crashes, then it's like, ah, you lost your place. Sorry, you've got to go back to live. So so for me, in in my uh, setup, I have set up the skip. 
So, yes. and usually pitchers take about 30 seconds. <laughs> so you're skipping well. between pitches? Perfectly. Like, oh, wow. going to do it. No, I won't so do I get, that. I get, I get really irritated when the pitcher is all of a sudden taking 20 seconds because then that no. doesn't work. <laughs> I will not. No, I want those long pauses. I want when the game is being televised, I do not skip ahead, even for like a manager who visits to the mound. Because I want to see what they're up to. I want to see what the, the, the signs they're putting down. I want to see who's taking a lead off the base. Uh, you know, I, I don't skip in game, but I will fast forward the commercials. So I, I will usually do that if, um, you know, my wife has arranged a dinner somewhere. And I <laughs> my social calendar doesn't allow. So like, I think I can, I think I can fit this in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should call that we should call that the quick pitch mode. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, like, it's like Johnny Cueto or something. Yeah. Like he throws a quick pitch. Um, Wendy, yeah. you got to come see this kitten. What? Oh, there's a little kitten in the window across the courtyard that is like pawing at the window and playing with the blinds. It's this cutest thing ever. Oh my god! No, it's the, so cat. The new <laughs> so cat. Anyway, we were just saying before you joined, Kevin, that Sasha's yeah. prediction is still very much alive, yeah. uh, Braves in six. Your prediction, Astros in seven, is still alive, yeah. as is Dave's. Mine of Astros in six is dead, although I could still get M MVP if Correa wins the MVP. So my predictions are, is, is out. So um, I'm not taking home the, the uh, Sauvignon Blanc on that one. So well, can I can I ask Kevin like if, if yeah. Atlanta wins tomorrow? Yeah. Is there a clear candidate in your eyes who's going to win MVP in the series? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, no, I don't think so. Right. I mean, I'm just trying to think who on the Braves like. Could... Well, there's been there's been some good you know good hitting on the Braves generally. We you know we know Freeman's having a good series. Yeah. We know that. Uh, Rosario's having a good series. Duval, so, um, Riley uh, are all doing fine. Arnaud's had some clutch hits. Jock Peterson's doing terribly, yeah. you know, hitting 091. We don't well, know exactly what happened play. to Ozzy Albies. He's hitting 167. Um, well, so I think the, the, the problem Jock Peterson had is his necklace broke. That's yes. Just, I think that, that, that was not a good sign. No. Well, here, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna give you a name who I think will be the MVP if they win tomorrow. Okay. I'm gonna say Darno. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's got a 1.050 OPS on this on the series, so that's yeah. pretty oh, damn that, good. Yeah, and is because he does he have two home runs in the series? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And but see, even more important, he was the catcher. Of all yeah. these of the game, you know, the game the other day when they they had the no hitter going into the seventh. Um, so I just think he, you know, it, it's classic, right? Like classic World Series MVP is generally that guy. Like we talked mm -hmm. about it early on, it's like it's that guy that no one even thought of. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, could, so. could if Darno gets it, I think yeah. they might have to award Sasha his pick because yeah. nobody would have thought Travis Darno is getting the World Series MVP. Right. I, so I have all the games that I'm looking at the box scores and like, he's been pretty consistent. He's yeah. in every game he has contributed. Yes. Yeah. And who was your, who was your pick for MVP, Sasha? Um, someone we haven't really heard of before. And I think Darno counts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to let it slide because I think what you meant to say was like, 
not one of the big, you know, big oh, stars. Right. Gotcha. Okay. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's never that. It is never those. Yeah, yeah. Like those guys are usually the ones who all of a sudden start like um, uh, uh, just struggling for some reason. It's yeah. always like some some random player <laughs> or like someone who's just like a late addition who they just thrive in this environment and they're just like, where did this come from? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I think that like does does count. I know it's like he's, he's playing really well. Yeah, the the only the only downside on him is that, and who knew? I didn't know until this series. That guy cannot throw at anybody at second no. base. It's like, it's like almost. And then like, okay, come on, guys, two games in a row, right? The ball bounced and hit off the glove of the the fielder one night. It was two different guys. I think it was yeah. Uh, um, it was uh, the first time it was the other guy, the shortstop, and then the last Dansby. time Dansby. Dansby. If you if you look at his last thirty games, he was six. I mean, he definitely yeah, 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 yeah. Unexpected if he ends up winning the MVP. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And I think I think you know his his pitch calling and his his plate blocking is is yeah. un, is he's up there with the best of them, right? I mean, th- actually, that that's one of the 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 really cool things of this um, this World Series. Again, one of those kind of nerdy, unnoticed kind of things. These two catchers, Maldonado and mm-hmm. and Darno, are two of the best uh, defensive yeah. catchers in in the you know behind the plate at least. You know, it's what like, about game calling? They say Maldonado's just one of the like elite game callers in terms of yeah. pitch sequence location. You know, just yeah. guiding the pitcher. They said the other night, like Luis Garcia is not going to shake off Maldonado one time this yeah. this game because. Um, Maldonado is such a genius on this shit. It, you know, it, it, it's it's probably true. And and the weird thing is with that Giants four one five, I got to watch all these catchers get ready for the game because the catcher is right below where I would stand and take the uh, video or, or photo of the pitcher warming up, the starting pitcher for the opposing team, the visiting team. And it was amazing because they all I saw Maldonado get ready for the for uh, for the game that I saw. And he's doing all his work, all his blocking. He was doing this weird thing too, where he was actually catching uh, with no glove or something. Or he, it was just to warm up his shoulder. Like he was, it was, oh, it was like a really soft toss to him. And he was just catching mm. barehanded just to get his shoulder warmed up. It was mm. so watching these, because, you know, you think about what's the most, other than the starting pitcher, the catcher has the most physical, uh, you know, take on the game. Like they, they have to be ready and, and they usually go longer, obviously that, you know, they pitch catch nine innings versus maybe a starter who goes less, but it's a physical position. And um, so it was the really, most. really amazing. Yeah, exactly. Really amazing to watch all these catchers throughout the year warm up because you really learn a respect for their, for their thing. And this, and, and that role they play, like you were saying, Ross, not only did they, they, they're, they're kind of like the therapist for the pitcher as well. You yeah. Know, they're, yeah. They're like, oh yeah, you know. Like, I love that when when the guy hits a spot and the catcher goes, yeah, you know, like, yeah. good job, you know. It was pretty cool. So let's I, hear it for the catchers. Was, yeah, for the catchers. I also, I also noticed that that Darnell, there was a couple of framing um, situations that he did in the late innings, mm. which I was astounded by. Like, because he actually turned his glove upside down. There was like mm-hmm. a couple of where he did that, mm-hmm. and. The ball was clearly too low, but he's got this move where he makes it seem like he yeah. caught the ball when he's actually going down and reaching it, but then he ends up back in the same positioning. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did that a couple times. And I was, if I were an umpire, I would have a, a lot of difficulty picking that up because he was really good about right. Yeah. that was part of his motion of catching. It was it was pretty good. Yeah, and and and, and to contrast against someone like Will Smith that Ross and I <laughs> here we go. Ross and I talked about earlier. And you remember this, Ross? That okay. It's one thing to frame a pitch. It's a, another thing to fr- try and frame every pitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he tries to steal a strike on every pitch, no yeah. matter how far right. outside. It's like way outside. He still moves it in. If I'm the umpire, I'm not giving him anything. Just because it's laughable. Trying. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's like bullshit. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, I didn't do that. And, so I, and also on the reverse of that, the other thing that I also noticed, which I, I, I thought is what I think is very impressive, is that the Astros hitters they never let that stuff bother them. So that mm-hmm, is right. something that huge respect to them because I that yeah. one pitch too, if that was the, the hitter would have been freaking pissed. Yes. Right. Schwarber would have been breaking a bat over his knee and throwing exactly. his stump but, at the uh, umpire. Yeah. Exactly. They just ignore that, right? And I think that that is a really great approach because if you start doing that, you're going to start... Uh, creating these mind games in your yeah. head. And I think that's kind of what happened to the Red Sox hitters as well. They let that shit bother them and it affected yeah. the way that they were hitting. Yeah. Astros don't care about that. And I think that's why they're continuing to be I, Exactly. I don't think the Astros are intimidated by anything because, it, because Ross and I know firsthand from seeing them play on the road, their, their whole season has just been people yelling at them and doing yeah. all kinds of stuff. So they have to find an inner higher yeah. to get over. Yeah. It. There's a Zen factor yeah. that they have to get to. And and I heard a report before the game yesterday about that. They were, they were just really having a, a, a they were super relaxed at the batting cage and just really enjoying themselves. And, and, you know, where a lot of other teams I think would be way more tense but they got nothing. They have nothing to lose because they're except already for a World Series. Well, yes, but I mean, it's it's they, even if they lose it, they they're still like, hey, we battled, you know, you know what I mean. So they're, yeah, they're well, they've already proved that they don't need to cheat to to win. Like they they've proved that the trash can banging wasn't the end all only thing that helped them win in 2017. Right. They've been in the World Series or in the ALCS every year since 2017 who knows which years other years they were cheating but they're definitely clearly not cheating this year and they're hitting you know the cover off the ball with a few notable exceptions so um i think yeah like you're saying this is a victory for the astros whether they win or lose yeah and i i I do i still think what the hell is with that muddy infield in houston that's what i want to know i don't know how does that help them I, well, it slows the ball down. I mean, it depends who you're playing against, right? It slows the ball down leaving, you know, the infield. Um, and or... we know the Astros have no speed on the bases outside of Kyle Tucker. Like, yeah. You know, Bregman isn't a, a threat to steal. Altuve, not really so much. Yeah. Correa, no. Like, and, it's um, not, and it's not the Braves, right? The Braves don't really have any any stolen base threats there. So, um, yeah, well, it, they got Albies, you know, I'm just saying in general, yeah, Houston muddies up their infield, maybe to slow up the yeah. opposing base runners or something, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. It was interesting though, because the only person who really got, uh, 
mud squashed was Guriel. Was Guriel. <laughs> did you guys, speaking of Guriel, did yeah. you guys pick up on the fact that the Atlanta PA system would play the theme to the Muppet show when uh, Guriel was up? No. Yes, because of his hair, you know? Because like, of his, yeah, yeah. He looks like oh Beaker my God, or whatever. That's amazing. It that's was like amazing. such a subtle dig. I loved yeah. it. I love all the subtle digs by the P when people play music and stuff. That's, you know, especially the ones that are smart, you know, and, and kind of like funny. I think, and I think the guy in Atlanta has done some stuff in the past too. Um, there was somebody who came up, I forget, I think it was a Met or something. Cause I think Ron Darling called it out during one game I was watching earlier in the year. And he's like, Oh my God. Like, cause they played something that was like spot on for that, that person in there thing so that that's funny that's great you know and yeah. I, that's that's what baseball should be about right it should be yeah. you know that kind of like bringing that kind of thing to the ballpark to uh to get your fans you know kind of um uh you know the humor side of it too because baseball has a lot of humor in it so good stuff good stuff all right yeah. well i think um we've come to a good stopping point i'd like for joining us thank our yeah. listeners for tuning in um, everybody have a great Monday and um, a great Tuesday, game six. And yeah. we will be back Wednesday morning to either wrap up the World Series or preview game seven, if there yeah. will be one. Yeah. So have a great uh, Dia de los Muertos. We will. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. Okay. See you. Bye. 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 Oh my God, it's so baseball.